These are fun, off-the-cuff discussions on movies and streaming series, both new and old. Together, we'll attempt to bridge the gap between Hollywood Industry Insider and the casual viewer. This is Alec. And I'm Ben. And you're listening to the Cinema A to B Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to Cinema A to B. Today we're going to be talking about the 2022 television show, Rogue Heroes. So, Ben, you're the one who kind of put me onto this and told me to watch it. How about you can start and let me know your thoughts. So I think this is one of the better shows that nobody's watching. <laughs> like that's kind of, that's kind of my take on it. Right. And it's, it's relegated to epics. MGM plus now. It's oh, did they switch? They, they, that's yeah, right. They, they got bought yeah. or they got sold. Yeah. MG, you're right. MGM plus the last time I checked, you could watch the first two episodes. If you had a prime membership, a friend of ours, uh, let me know, Hey, you need to watch this. So shout out to Travis. Thanks, Travis. Um, I do know he's listening. So that was a great recommendation because I, re- I really enjoyed this show. My only, um, my only gripes that it's only six episodes long. Yeah. Like it's a super short first season. Yeah. They are doing a, se- a second season. So. Yes. Since I felt like this, this is a show nobody's watched. I'll just give a real quick synopsis. So this is the full name's kind of SAS rogue heroes. And so it's it's based on a book about the formation of the famous special forces unit, the British SAS, and their formation in North Africa. I had an, a great time watching this. It's it is from the creator of uh, Peaky Blinders, and the similarity has is they they use the modern music in it, which is very very divisive. I've kind of just accepted it. It's not my preference, but I just sort of roll with it. But outside of that, it's this awesome combination. It's almost like they took Band of Brothers and melded it with Generation Kill. Yeah. It's the era of Band of Brothers, but it, it has the, it sort of has the modern crass sensibilities of, of something like Generation Kill. Which, which honestly probably was that crass back then too, especially with a unit it like It was. This. I think we yeah. like to filter. Yeah. I think we yeah. like to filter the past. Like I, I really, yeah. I agree with that. I think we like to filter second world war. What, what the GI, you know, what, what a soldier then was, was like, cause in a lot of ways, I mean, there's a whole lot more drinking going on then, <laughs> like, but yeah, I mean, what, so what, what was your take on it? Cause I, I told you, Hey, I think you'll, I tried not to hype it up. I tried to give no. you kind of a blank slate when I told you to watch it. So you did, did a good job. So I, I sat down, everything was off. Got to watch this. Watched it over about the span of three days. So I will say the first episode, I was questioning you a little bit. Like the first episode did not pull me in. I was kind of like, I mean, like I could see some of the good parts and stuff like that. But like it definitely didn't grab me. But I will say the second episode really did grab me. And like so the first night I watched just one episode. And then the second night I was planning just to watch one. And then I ended up watching two because I was like, well, no, I'm going to have to watch more. And then the third day I watched the last three episodes because it was it had gotten that good. The characters had kind of gotten in their own and just really, really liked it. Now, I will real quick. um, I really liked the added modern music. Like, I don't have any problems with it. I'm, you know, really like Peaky Blinders. I really like that kind of adding in because it definitely allows the director and stuff to kind of set the mood a little bit more with a variety of music as opposed to using that more in tune to what I can kind of connect with as opposed to using something back then. Because you're not going to have, I mean, AC 
ACDC style music from the 40s anyway. So like, but that's what that like that scene needed was something like that, you know? Well, and I, I do want to speak to it because I think there is a good argument to be made for, for the modern music that they've picked. There's something about the formation of this special forces unit and the unconventional warfare that they were adopting to fight the Nazis in the deserts of North Africa. That is very punk rock. Yep. Like punk rock, rock and roll breaking with convention, anti-establishment. That's what these guys were doing. And so the music that fits like ACDC is a perfect example. And it is in the show. That that fits. And let's be honest, you and I are calling this modern music. And in relation to the sh- to to World War II, it is modern music. <laughs> but it, a lot of it's like 80s, early 90s, maybe some 70s. So like modern. Well, in- it's the height of rock and roll. I mean, <laughs> yeah, rock is basically dead now. I mean, it's people are keep making rock and roll music, but it's the the glory no. years are are in the well in the rearview mirror. So I'm glad they weren't. You know, I'm. <laughs> glad this wasn't full of like imagine dragons and nickelback or something <laughs> well i mean even nickelback's really old now too the hardest but, of the rock but see but the nice thing i think what it does is that he they also picked classic tunes or like tunes that have withstood time already so like you know watching this in 20 years you're not going to be like what is this like it's not like yeah. watching like a movie from the 70s now you're like wait what the heck music is this or whatever you know it's going to continue on like it's going to be continuing in you know music dumb that we're going to be hear- hearing this stuff elsewhere right so now i do want to speak to the to the visuals this is as well shot a show as i saw last year i mean i i put it the other one was was uh rings of power that i just oh, thought right. was really well shot but this is a beautifully shot and colored color graded show and the visual effects really are for the most part, really pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't know what the budget was. It looks expensive. And the fact that it was only six episodes and I did read that the BBC, this is like the, this is one of the most expensive BBC productions of all time. And yeah. so they, and they've never, they've not released the budget. Like it is, you can't find it. It's so, <laughs> which to me is like, Oh, okay. That's probably, I don't know, 150, $200 million. TV show? I have no idea. Yeah. It's expensive. Now, I will say, like, touching on that, it is definitely a beautiful show. um, And it's, I would say, even more so in a lot of ways because they really only had one color palette for the most part. I mean, most of this happens in the desert and they're all in, like, you know, khakis. So, like, it is, it's, it's hard to kind of get that beautiful shot or get those beautiful looks with a very, like, you have this much color tone, you know, it is, it's a narrow palette, but the saturation is, is really nice. Oh yeah. And then oh, when yeah. they're in that kind of officer's club in uh, Cairo, like the color, the colors pop. So and I have to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a great looking show. It really is. It looks, it, it definitely looks its budget. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look cheap. No. And then the acting is amazing. Super underrated. I mean, so you have this trio, right? With Sterling, Patty Maine, and then Jacques Luz. And everybody would rec- recognize Alfie Allen from Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones. And I re- I sort of recognize Jack O'Connell from um, the film Unbreakable. Unbroken. Sorry. Un- oh, Unbroken. Yeah, yeah. The, the other World War II. Not Unbreakable. Blah. Unbroken. Unbroken. Yeah, the World War II POW film yes. based on the he- book. 
So he, I didn't. He was the I main mean, guy in that. Yeah, I don't know. He's like more muscled now in Rogue Heroes, and so I didn't really recognize him. And he's got a beard, but it's well, him and, he, and a completely different character. Like there's oh, completely n- different. Yeah, nothing no, he, the same between the two. Well, and he steals. He's he's a scene stealer. Mm-hmm. But this Connor Swindells that plays Sterling was amazing. He he was, and what was cool about him was. He's like the only one of the three that actually looks like probably the proper age, like of how young these guys really were. Cause that's yeah. always a big complaint, right? So band of brothers is my favorite. I know I mentioned on another episode that my favorite film is Shawshank Redemption, but all things yes. being equal, like band my brothers. favorite thing ever put to film is band of brothers. Like it is, it's, there's no close second, but my only complaint with band of brothers, the performances are great, but nobody looks the right age. Everybody's super old. <laughs> like everybody was supposed to be like 18, 19, 20, and they're all like 35, right? Like everybody, nobody looks age appropriate in Band of Brothers just no. for the same reason they don't look age appropriate in uh, Saving Private Ryan. They really yeah. don't. No. Black Hawk Down gets close as far as war movies where they actually look young. Yeah. But I mean, that's the trade off, right? You, you, need, you need good actors and like the odds of you hiring some kid that's 18, 19 that's going to be able to carry your movie is to be tough. Pretty yeah. Low. But this Connor so, Swindells, he's young. Like he's still in his twenties and he looks super young. Yeah. But he pulls it off. Like my goodness, like he was, I'd only seen him in one other thing before this and he was, it was okay at best. And like when he did this, I was absolutely floored by just how well, like, like when he was in frame and, and I would say he's the only one who could, you know, keep up with Jack O'Connell um, with the scene, like who, who could actually, I wasn't immediately pulled away and looking at Patty Maine. Like I was still looking at David Sterling as well when he was talking, um, which is kind of fun since in the show, those two characters, uh, David Sterling was the only one who really like Patty Maine kind of respected and would like, tolerate him. Yeah. Tolerate him. Like, so <laughs> it like totally... it was this, you know, other than that, he just kind of barreled everyone, which was kind of the exact thing. What the actor did was like, anytime he was in the scene, it was like, no, it's just him. Except for when Connor was in there, they kind of balanced it out a little bit. So it was kind of fun where like life meets, you know, creativity and acting and stuff like that. This, uh, this guy playing Sterling just oozed the charisma needed to kind of hold his own against the, the character that's played by Patty Maine. And, and frankly, make it believable on what he's trying to do, which is form this unit yeah. in a really kind of what sneaky way mm-hmm. to pull off. Um, now, there there aren't a lot of like I said, there aren't a ton of recognizable actors in this. And I think that's where they saved budget. So they've got this Alfie Allen. And then you had, oh, who's the guy that that formed the shadow unit? Oh, basically. Dominic West. Yes. Dominic West is oh, like yeah. the. Dominic West is like the best known actor in the show who I love. And he's great. He's great. Yeah. The guy just kills it every and everything he's ever been in. And then the other one that I want to point out is, is the Sophia Batella. Oh yeah. She was fantastic. Yeah. 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 So you, the acting is, is completely on par. It's on point. Mm. This is a good show. This is a good show. It's I mean, super, it's super crass. It's super, um, irreverent, but I, I think is frankly, I think is true to the real guys. Yeah. And it's got that British crass to it as well. It's not just like, yeah. you know, crass it's got, it's upscale crassness, you know, it's, it's got that little British air flair to it. Now, did, um, did Laura watch this with you? 
No, she did not. No. So do you think she uh, would appreciate it or, or not? I don't know. Like I actually do want her to watch it, but now that my, you know, seven days are up for free from MGM plus, I'm like, uh, well, guess, you know, maybe we'll watch the first two episodes and then maybe if anything, we'll pay for another, uh, for a month. Cause there's also like a couple other shows on MGM plus that I was like, Oh, maybe by I'll, the I'll way, everyone, that it. was the sneaky way that I figured out how to watch this thing and yeah. not pay for it was watch the first two episodes on prime, do a one week free trial of MGM plus, and then and then kill the free trial. Yep. And I know they hate they hate it if they're anybody's listening <laughs> works for <laughs> MGM Plus is hating my guts right now. But that's that's how that's how we did it. And yeah, I had so much fun watching this and I binged mm-hmm. it really quick. I, I yeah. think it was a week and a half and I was if that I was done with it. Yeah. Because so, the episodes aren't that long. No, they're I mean they're just around an hour. So I think it's it's a little less than an hour. So, I mean, you're talking like yeah. maybe five hours total between all six episodes. So, I mean, easily and it's, bingeable. And it's not, I should mention, and the show is very irreverent and very funny, but it's not all fun in games. Mm-hmm. There's some difficult, there's some emotionally really difficult moments in the show. And mm-hmm. I feel like they hit more because things are kind of fun and light and, you know, for a lot of it. But then they remind you, Noah, by the way, this is, this is combat. Like mm-hmm. this is guys and, and everything they're doing is frankly an even higher level risk Yeah, because they are behind enemy lines the whole time. And I love that. You know me, I'm a sucker for this stuff. I love military movies, especially anything dealing with special operations that's done well. Yeah, And that's not a long list of movies or TV shows. And so this one, this one was like a pleasant surprise out of left field. I mean, I I really enjoyed kind of because this was a story that I didn't really know much about. Like I, you know, I'd known about the special air service and some things, but I didn't actually know how they were formed. And so, like after watching this, I started reading up a little bit more about it and kind of like, you know, what do they get right? What do they kind of have to change? And they didn't change that much. I mean, obviously, some of it is for pacing. Some of it is done for story, or they had to, you know condense a couple of people into one Mm -hmm. for the most part. But like, other than that, like it's, you know, a lot of the major story beat points are, are correct. And so like, David Sterling, real guy. Yeah. Patty, Patty real dude. Jacques, Jacques Luz, real guy. So yeah, you're big, you're, you're triumvirate basically is what it is for the first, for most of the first season are real guys. Yeah. And, and, and I, based on what I'd read, their characterizations are really pretty accurate mm-hmm. and they're all very different. Yes. Like they're it's not, not the same person. No, not at all. You kind of have what you have, like the, the warrior poet who's just a brawler and he is a classic warrior poet, which is great. And then you have kind of the, the brain trust of the operation. And then you have kind of the uh, charismatic leader, charismatic leader. Kind of yeah. Like- and it's like without one of them, this this venture doesn't doesn't really prove successful. But yeah, it's a bumpy ride. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I want to go back to Alfie Allen because for him, he was definitely the one that I had the hardest to kind of you know get into his character because obviously, as I'm seeing him, I haven't seen him in a ton. Just seen him in Game of Thrones, and he was that character for a long time. So like, I'm seeing this kind of you know, trying to like take everything I know about him as his character from Game of Thrones and throwing it away. And by 
probably the second episode, it was done. Like he he got over that. I mean, he doesn't get a ton of screen time in the first episode. He does a de- decent amount, but definitely not as much as as Connor does uh, in the first episode. But by the second episode, I was I was totally into his character. Like I was like, wow, you you've definitely kind of transitioned yourself. Like you are definitely playing a different person than just kind of yourself or whoever you were in Game of Thrones. You know? Yeah, and he's a more so, subtle character. Yeah. He's not as in your face as the other the other two leads are. But he pulls off a kind of that subtle, like sure of himself for the most part, or like at least he's acting like he's sure of himself so well. Like, I mean, yeah. you know, Patty Main's in your face, you know, and so is David Sterling of just kind of thinking he's all that and like I can sell everything. Whereas, you know, Lewis's character is just very much like you, you don't have to believe that I have it all together, but you know, I do. But he, you know, is, the, he, he is the smartest of the three. Oh, easily, easily. And the other two guys aren't dumb. They're just, he's just, he's frankly on a kind of another level with the way his mind works. Yeah. It's a neat look at, at a piece of history that hasn't really been explored that much mm. because the whole, the whole North Africa campaign doesn't really get a lot of love in movies and TV as far as second world war. Like it's, it's Europe, then it's the Pacific. And then you got a few movies that even touch the, the fighting in, in the desert and then into uh, kind of the Italian campaign, Mm. which I think is where this is going. I feel like that's probably where they're headed for. And you probably only get, this is a, because this is a BBC show. I know for a fact, we're only going to get like two or three seasons of this. Which I'm okay with. Because that's like, just, which is fine, yeah. Yeah. No, the the British aren't afraid to only run a show for two or three seasons. And it's not because the show got canceled for doing poorly. It's just, that's, that's they just have a history of allowing shows to like run their course and not mm-hmm. bleed them dry. That's, that's kind yeah. of a flaw of, of the stuff here in the States. Um, a, a long the only reason show. I know that, what's that? So a long running show in, in in Britain is like five seasons. At yeah. that point, you're like, that's long. Yeah. Why let it decline? Mm-hmm. Like, wouldn't why wouldn't you leave the viewer like on a on a high note? Well, and also think about how many shows because they went on too long and they declined that we no longer think of the same regard as we would have in like season four or five of their run. You know, you know, Game of Thrones is probably the number one that where yeah, well, I game, think of that. And Game of Thrones, I mean, that is more they just didn't stick the landing for the end. Like, they just... Really yeah, but you could see the decline in, like, the prior yeah. season or two as well. Yeah. Like, and a lot of that was was them just moving beyond source material. Mm-hmm. You could tell. You could yeah. just tell. So, that's on Martin for yeah. just... <laughs> Dragging his feet. For not freaking finishing his books. Counting his money from the from the adaptation of the, yeah. the show. But this, yeah, this show, I'd be perfectly content with, you know, one or two more seasons. I think that's probably where it, where it ends. But yeah, if somebody's, I I think the audience for this is admittedly kind of narrow, but Mm -hmm. hopefully there's nobody listening that loves Peaky Blinders that hasn't found this. Cause if you, if you're a Peaky Blinders fan and you're listening, you just, you need to watch this show. Yeah. Same creators, stylistically, very similar tone. Um, it's it's different. It's not the same. It's not as and, brooding, and it's not as uh, 
convoluted <laughs> as people. Yeah. Like, and yeah, after like focused. season two, I was like, I'm starting to go right. like, wait, I need right. to take notes to keep track of what's going yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> but no, I mean, I, this was, is this better than Band of Brothers? Of course not. No. Um, it's probably not even quite as good as Generation Kill, but it's close. And it's just oh. as funny. Yeah. I love it. It's every bit as funny. So yeah, there, and there's not a long list of these, these series, these streaming shows on military units, Mm. just a handful of them. Here's another Uh, pretty good one. The only thing, the only thing I could say slightly detracting is that, uh, I did not understand Patty main 90% of the time. Like I had to throw on subtitles to understand some of the some of the stuff that he so said. So it's just like that Facebook post we made like <laughs> yeah. probably a month ago on hey, it's not you're not going deaf, it's not just you. Nobody can understand anything. Well, uh, this one I could understand everybody else. It was just him and his accent, you know, and I was just like, "Wait, what what did you just say?" Like so it's that, I, it's that Irish lilt. Yeah. It's a was, pretty thick Irish lilt too. Oh. I he does I mean, he does a great job like of, of pulling it off and still acting and stuff. But I was like, "No, I want to know what this is." And so I threw on closed captioning to to pick up what he was trying to say. Yeah. So, everybody else was fine. So. Yeah. Oh man. Any but uh It's enjoyable. This is this is definitely probably the one the one show I'd say is it, like you like you said earlier, not on anyone's radar. It is easy to be missed but it's well worth the watch. It is yeah. definitely probably probably the one one of the like diamonds in the rough that uh, from 2022. And again, mad props to Travis. Yes. Thank you Travis. This is one of those good shows that you're probably not watching and and should. Well, uh, hopefully everybody enjoys this. Go see it. <laughs>